welcome back to my show. In today's episode, we have a really special guest with us today. Her name is Tracy Bajua. Hi, Tracy. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you on my show today. I am very happy to be here. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, so my first question for you is that um, actually this is more of a question. This is more of a request. Could you please introduce yourself and your newest book, which is going to be coming on May third? Yeah, sure. So hi everybody. I'm Tracy Bedua. Um, I'm a writer of middle grade and young adult work, and my rapidly approaching debut novel, Freddy vs. the Family Curse, comes out on May third, twenty twenty two. And that is about a 12-year-old Filipino-American boy who finds an amulet and thinks that it's going to turn his life around. He's going to not have bad luck anymore. Um, but turns out, it actually makes everything worse. Uh, it is—it holds the ghost of his great-granduncle, and they have to team up to break a family curse or be risked or, or be trapped in the amulet forever together. So. That is my middle grade contemporary fantasy that is uh, that comes out in May, and then I've also got a couple other works. I've got a young adult work coming out in January 2023. So got a couple of things coming down the pipeline. That's really nice. Um, now into our main question for you, which is that um, how do you craft settings like? Since you write fantasy, I'm sure setting is a big part of what you're writing, world building, and all of those good stuff. So, how do you go about that? Yeah, so let me. Um, for Freddy versus the Family Curse, it's actually so it's a contemporary fantasy, so it is grounded in our real life. And I use San Diego, California, um, where I live now. I use that as kind of the background setting because it's something that I could. Easily describe. I could just look out the window and be like, "Okay, there's palm trees and there's sunshine, and sometimes it rains." So I kind of used that when I was trying to figure out the setting. Um, but some of the very specific settings in the book itself, like for example, um, Freddy's room. His his bedroom is you know really messy. He's got a bookcase. It's like, oh, it's kind of like my room. <laughs> or uh, at one point, I I talk about how he. Is sitting on the bleachers of his school gym, and you know they're they're having like a big assembly, or they're so that was inspired by you know the gym of the school that I went to growing up. And when I was writing it, I had to sit there and kind of close my eyes and imagine like, okay, what did it sound like being in the gym? What did it what did it smell like? You have to really think of these little things, or like remember how the lights are kind of not like classroom lights; they're kind of brighter and kind of Greenness and everyone looks kind of weird under it. So, it's really trying to get into the details of like even if you're gonna do a real life setting, you can add those kind of fun elements by really thinking about little things that your character might notice. So, I know it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to also just write, you know, straight up fantasy. I've got a lot of friends who write, you know, whole second worlds with you know dragons or witches or magic. It's like that is. That is way too hard. I have a hard enough time describing a gem, so <laughs> I will stick to contemporary fantasy for right now until I can reach that skill level where I am able to come up with dragons and describe what it's like to ride one or something like that. That's really nice. I think that settings are not just,、um, of course, since it's like a contemporary fantasy, 
I um, presume that it's going to be in a real life setting, as you just said. Mm-hmm. But again, as, again, as we said before, um, settings can be used in every scene. So, like, even if it's not dragons and witches and magic, you can still have a lot of setting which could really make your readers be transformed into a new world, even if it's not actually a new world as in like a new land. But it may be the same. It may be San Diego or. ウェブレイティーユーゼンバッチルスティルデグウォールオフディオフィンインアウェイヤーアフコースアイシンクダグウォールオフディオフィンインアウェイヤーアフコースアイシンクダグウォールオフディオフィンインアウェイヤーアフ
the more it like discontinues their connection with the um, plots like for example if you're in the interesting part and you're just about to like tell them how the curse is broken and you're just talking about the door or the setting <laughs> where your curse is broken they will be like i i'm actually curious and knowing what this is but i might as well just get a spoiler from someone else and like um do it the easy way without reading <laughs> yeah i um yeah i will try not to do to to do any spoilers so everything that i describe don't worry like the the key to breaking the curse is not the chicken <laughs> we're good um but yeah like i i think i think it's um you it's a good balance and it's something that you'll kind of learn as you write and you have people reading your work they'll tell you if you have some good um critique partners or writing partners or someone who's just used to reading like i write middle grade examples so i would have somebody who's used to reading middle grade read the work and tell me what they think they'll let you know if they're like you know i found this kind of boring you spend you know three chapters describing something that doesn't end up mattering or you know oh my gosh this goes too fast he's here and then all of a sudden he breaks the curse and you're already in chapter this like what else are you going to do so um i really want to uh emphasize how good it is to have uh good you know good friends or good readers who are going to be honest with you and tell you when when something's boring or when something needs a little bit more more boom to it i feel like you're um, really right and mainly since like writing middle grade or writing a children's book is like a good idea mainly because like you have if you're a teacher or you know someone who's a teacher or you're around kids a lot or you know someone who in that way you will meet many kids who read middle grade or children's books or and i feel like if you make the targeted audience give it a try first then you will get more accurate results because if you give an adult book and even even if they're a middle grade author it won't really be coming out like the feedback they're giving won't be as a reader it'll be more of as a writer so instead of giving you like feedback as like to give you more of line edits instead of yeah. like telling you the plot problem but this is working or not working no that's to- that's that's completely right and it's so important that whoever's reading it is kind of kind of knows what you're what you're trying to get at what what kind of story you're trying to write like for example i um i i let my husband read it and he is he does not normally read middle grade books and he's like it's great i was like do you have any feedback any anything he's like no it looks good i was like okay for sure 100% it is not a perfect book but it it shows you how important it is to have somebody who like you know he is not a big reader of middle grade so he doesn't know what to look for he doesn't know that you know the word count should be between this and this and this and that every chapter should really move the plot forward like if you read some you know there's some adult books where you will read it and it's like 150,000 words and they do spend a lot of time going into detail and describing all sorts of things and the characters go through a lot of like so many chapters of big emotional pain. It's like, well, but that's three times the size of a middle grade, so that wouldn't fly in our <laughs> in, in for like a middle grade audience. So you really have to get someone who kind of knows knows what you're trying to write so they can help you shape it that way. Like if you're if if they don't know what what shape you're looking for if you're looking for a triangle and they don't know that they'll just be like that's a wonderful circle you're like no i was not looking for a circle i was looking for a triangle yeah i feel 
like finding the right reading partner finding the right person to read a book really matters like um for example um as i said before or you said before um the target audience matters who you're giving it to they should know what you're looking for and also be really honest with you yeah and, and i feel like in that sense maybe kids might be the perfect options since they're really honest on like especially when it comes to reading if they do not like a book they do not like the book and they say it straight and like and if they do like a book well then they do read the book then <laughs> no that that is exactly right i feel like if you if if a kid is reading a book or or if they if they don't like something they will let you know so like and that's great they're not going to sit there and like maybe they'll be nice about it and you know obviously try to um maybe spare your feelings but if they think like it's you know looking back of it's been a long time since i was um in middle grade but i remember reading books and i was like this is this is kind of boring and then you you know you have to talk about it in class and you don't have a lot to say because it didn't really you know it wasn't really fun and you weren't really that interested in it like and i'm sure at that point like the teacher can tell the teacher can tell if it's not a book that really held your interest and like that's fine cuz you know books reach out to different kinds of readers but but yeah you can i feel like you can kind of just tell just by looking at someone if they don't like the book so it's good it's that kind of honesty that we need cuz we all know like what we write is not going to be perfect and it's not going to be um every single person's favorite book and that's fine yeah my next question um is actually again on these lines on um so which is that have you ever um seen a reader or you like yourself as a reader ever read a book instead of reading it front to back you read it back to front like you know what the ending is going to be and then you go to the front that's what i do sometimes oh i you know i I feel like I probably have friends that do that but they don't you know especially with like if they're reading my book they probably won't tell me if they will just you know went all the way to the back to see what happened to the curse um I haven't done that in a while and that's actually a really a really fun thing to do I think I might pick up a you know a book I haven't read in a while and do it that way cuz so one of the cool things about um one of the ways that I've tried to nail down like structure and like surprise and plot and twist is like I'll take a book that I really like and I'll actually kind of go through chapter by chapter and be like, "Oh, well, what happens in this chapter? What does the character learn or what obstacle does he run into?" And I kind of do that and just like start to finish. It would be so interesting to see that backwards. To be like, "Okay, in this one he, you know, whatever, defeats the dragon and saves the kingdom, but working backwards like how does he do that? That would be a really interesting thing to see." Yeah, do. because like sometimes what happens is if like The book is getting really interesting, but then I have to go somewhere, and I do not have the patience <laughs> to read the rest of it because I do not um think I'll be able to do it. Because like I tend to finish most books in a day, right? So like let's say I have to go for lunch or mm-hmm. something else, and I do not want to wait. I just go all the way till the back, read what's going to happen, and then come back and read it till there. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So you're at least not sitting there at lunch, like wondering, like I wonder what happens. I wonder what happens, or like get in trouble because you're like trying to stall and like, oh, we're eating right now. We've been eating for ten minutes. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, my next question. This is really fun. Do you Google yourself often? And what do you Google? And what do you find? <laughs> I I do recently. I used to not because you know it didn't really worry me, but now that um, my 
you know, at the time that we're, you and I are talking, my book is coming out soon. So one of the things I'm trying to do is at least make sure that if folks are um, reviewing the book or saying like, oh, I really like this cover or, you know, this looks really fun. I kind of check every now and then to see if it's something that I can boost. Um, so like if I find it on, you know, a book blog and someone says, you know, I really like this color, I'll repost it on, you know, social media somewhere just so, uh, just so folks remember that, you know, oh, that's my book. <laughs> and then also to, you know, promote the other person and so like maybe they'll get some traffic from, from whatever the 10 followers that I have that are probably all my family. <laughs> I feel like um, Goodreads could also be a place where most authors are on and yeah that's actually how I find most new books that's actually how I found your book and found you because like basically what I do is to find new authors and new people because most of the books I have on my shelves are already done Mm -hmm. so that's why I like start looking for new books from 2022 or future years or something so that I can find new authors who are debuting new or are because I want new people in here so like debut authors are the best people to be on because to be on the show mainly because um, since they're new with the audience who watches the show or your own um like your own people who you have like your own followers or your own um, audience who have um, followed you for a long time or even new people right they all will be seeing you so then that way then they'll be like looking forward to your future books as well and not just your current new book yeah no great I'm, I'm so excited that you um reached out and invited me this is actually my first kind of live podcast interview so i'm going to send it to all my aunties and uncles and have everybody listen to it so thank you for thank you for digging around on goodreads and, and pulling out a couple of us who are debuting this year I know it's a lot of you know it's been hard because um you know I I knock on wood I've been lucky enough that I may have an in-person launch but I know a lot of um folks who are debuting this year or debuted last year we all had virtual events because we want to be safe you know we want to keep ourselves and our readers safe and so we'll do it virtually so any little bit of um extra chats that we're able to have with readers especially through you know fantastic podcasts like yours like that's we welcome these kinds of opportunities. Yeah. Um, so, a little bit more on like, we didn't touch fully on the Google question. <laughs> Since I got, kind of got, <laughs> I kind of like digressed from the action topic. <laughs> um, so, um, so you said yes, right, to the question? I do, I do. I, I, I do Google my name also because my name is pretty unique. There's not that many Tracy Baduas out there. I think there's maybe a, of like one or two that I've seen out in the world and sometimes I'll, I'll kind of Google and see like, oh wow, this person got their nursing degree or this person won a race or something cool. But it's just to make sure, you know, I'm not missing anything cool in terms of, of, of promotion for, for myself or my book. That's really good. I, I, I agree with um, that what you just said because actually when I was searching it up, sometimes what happens um, is that like the author, sometimes people with the same name turn out to be the same, have the same profession as you. Uh, mm-hmm. so then you may you want to make sure that the one you're contacting is the one you're actually researching. Yeah, that's important. That's important. Like, yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm lucky because, lucky and unlucky because my name is 
pretty uncommon. So there's only so many chances you could get to reach a Tracy Badua. But I do know, I do have friends whose names are, um, you can switch a, a letter around or two and it's like five different authors who write in vastly different genres. So you have to, have to be careful. You have to reach, know who you're reaching out to. Like for example, um, there's this author um, which I was recently looking for who's debuting this year and um, the same name was of someone else who's also an author. Milgrid author. So they both were Milgrid authors with the same la- first and last name. So I had to really make sure I looked at the website carefully and looked at the books to make sure I was choosing the right one. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's smart. That's good that you kind of did some of the extra work on that to make sure you have the right person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, and that's the reason why in the um, podcast um, episode title, you may have noticed that I write author off and then I read the book's name and not just write the author's name because mainly because you never really know like if both of the people with the same name are ending up watching the show they're like wait that doesn't sound like me <laughs> who is that i don't remember doing that interview <laughs> no that's really smart that's good so they're able to easily find it and you know you know if you're a reader and you're trying to find a specific author or specific book like you know exactly what to look for yeah uh my next question for you this is kind of deep Oh, what does success mean to you? And yeah, what does success mean to you? What does what mean to me? Sorry, cut out a little bit. What does success mean to you? Wow, success, that is a really deep question. Um, you know, I am lucky enough to feel, gosh, knock on wood, I feel successful right now because I do have, you know, the, the biggest hurdle for me was writing a book that I, I wanted to you know, get traditionally published and put out in the world. And I reached that goal and it's going to be coming out in a few weeks and I'll be able to go into a bookstore and pick it up and that kind of thing. And for me, the reason that that was kind of so important is I've wanted to be a writer ever since I was a little girl. I was one of those kids like way back in like kindergarten, first grade who got all of the paper and stapled it together and tried to write their own stories. Like I was that kid. So like it means a lot to me like you know years and years later that like i get to do this for real and then people who are not related to me who are not my grandma are going to be able to read this stuff so i'm i'm really excited that i'm reaching this point where like i can say like wow i did this thing that i've been dreaming about for so long i consider that success um and another layer to that will hopefully be you know if i'm gonna be able to continue doing this if i continue to get to write books that will get published so that's the unfinished part of success that I need to I need to keep reaching for I love your answer mainly because I feel like um success there's no one way or one path to success there can be many ways sometimes people like the most rare way of getting success probably through lotteries that's really rare right but I guess the main thing would be for all the listeners and everyone else listening out there would probably be to work hard for what you want and not just think that it would happen without working hard. Because I'm sure that you would not have come to the stage without actually writing, right? So I feel like everyone should be writing in order to be an author or because technically everyone is born a writer just that they need to write in order to be called a writer. So my next question for you is actually on this line. So before I used to ask this question as 
what advice would you give to young writer uh, to aspiring young writers but now that i think about it you're already a writer when you write so my question would be molded into what advice would you give to aspiring young authors Yeah, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier about how important it is to kind of know the kind of story you want to tell. Like when we were talking about, you know, I'm trying to create a triangle and then other people are like, "No, that's a circle." So, part of that though is reading widely in the genre and age range that you want to write. So, like, you know, I was saying that my husband who doesn't really read middle grade wasn't really know what to look for when he's trying to read a middle grade so like if i didn't read any middle grade i wouldn't know how to write it i would probably insert all of this extra stuff that like you know would slow down the book like there's just three chapters of describing the living room like i wouldn't know how to do these things so reading widely is one of those things that shows you how the book it's it's sneaky it shows you how the book is structured and all the while you're having a good time reading the story so you'll end you know you'll be turning the pages and you'll read the you'll reach the end and you'll sit there and be like wow that was really good you have to take it one more step and just be like well why was it good was it fast paced did i really like how they um approach the characters do i really like how you know the settings was that something that i thought was really cool they really developed you know the castle and the dragon and that kind of thing. So, reading widely and then really thinking about what you know, what you just read, like what did you like about it, what maybe you you didn't like. I think that's a really good way to start um honing your skills as a writer. It's it's one of those things that like even though it's um you know, you might read for fun, the learning will sneak up on you. You will start to notice like as you're writing like later on your own stuff, you'll just think of little things you're like, "Oh, Maybe I shouldn't spend three chapters describing a living room. Maybe let me just go ahead and fast forward this and describe where everybody's sitting and then move on. The lessons will just kind of work their way into your brain. Yeah, I really like that advice. I feel like every author who has come on the show so far, they've all given great advice. They've given different advice. Many everyone has suggested reading. I feel like reading is like the number one thing which every author and every person out there would say. for anyone who wants to be a author to do just like as you said already um you learn from that either knowingly or sometimes indirectly maybe someone's talking about it and you're learning about it through that so i feel like you can really learn from pretty much any book and like it doesn't have to be a non fiction as a matter of fact you can learn from a fiction for example right. if you're writing a dragon book or um a contemporary fiction or anything you're writing you can really find the same kind of book but then again instead of like taking information from that you can learn as in like maybe see okay um maybe you can see how they describe each character they're making it too long and then also mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. forward so you could see how they develop setting or how they develop the characters and that way you can use that knowledge from that into your own without copying it and causing issues in the publishing. Exactly. And But yeah, when I, when I say like learning the lesson, it's learning the technique or how they approach something. You obviously don't want to sit there and just copy things word for word. Because <laughs> then in a way you're just copying the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I didn't write. I just literally, you know, wrote one paragraph from this book and put it into mine." That's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Yeah. 
Um. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. I really loved talking to you today. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. I had a great time too. It was it was fun to kind of relive my writing journey with Freddy versus the Family Curse. Um, I'm I'm so happy that you had a great time, and I cannot wait to read your newest book. And uh, all of you out there listening to this episode right now, I would really recommend um um pre-ordering um Chrissy's book. And if you are not um going to be pre-ordering it, but I, I would definitely recommend buying it or reading it from your local library whenever it's out. But the official release date for her book is May third. So remember, don't forget to buy her book and enjoy her reading life. Keep writing, keep reading, and have a nice day. Bye, guys. Thank you.